0: Do you immerse yourself in a country's culture for the ultimate experience? Do you research the local customs and traditions? Do you venture beyond the tourist attractions and indulge in local food and drink? How about engaging in that total travel experience?
1: Hello and welcome to TripCast360, the podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon Bennett from the not so cold Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am joined by the Barbados Flash via the Big Apple, who's probably still digging out from ten feet of snow. Dave Cumberbatch, how's your weather, buddy?
0: Well, I'll tell you, you're you're so wrong. I mean, it was almost fifty degrees today, man. We're having fun here. You know, I'm I'm about to take my swim trunks and go jump in the pool.
1: Hey, you, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> Last night, yesterday, here it was seventy-five or something like that. Last night, we had a windstorm come through here. Somewhere around one o'clock in the morning, we had a wind gust of 60 miles an hour. Wow. And then you go outside today, and it's like it never happened. Yeah, well, that's Vegas for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life in the desert. Life in the desert.
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you, Michael, on this episode today, we'll be discussing Portugal as a travel destination, and I thought about it. And I, what I thought I said, like our guests, you have lived in more places than I can remember. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, you read of intense confusion in your racial identity, alienation with the Black community, and on needs among your white classmates in every new location. Yeah. You, 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 you detail these, I want to say, conflicts in your book seven to 10 split.
1: Well, you know what, when I wrote that book, uh, I didn't know how prescient my life story would be until obviously the last, you know, four years. And, um, you know, I did have struggles growing up with all the moves we made as a family. Um, You know, especially since we were living in Spain during the bulk of the civil rights movement, I was completely detached from black America. I didn't. I had. I Didn't have a clue. I mean, I was running around the streets of Madrid, and and you know, if anybody, and you've heard us talk about this on our previous podcast, yeah. Uh, the Spanish people don't walk around and have that grudge against African Americans, especially back then. And right. so when I came back to the United States as an eight-year-old boy, I was in shock. I mean, we were being stared at at the airport. You know, uh, I, 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 I've i been called names like I, I will not repeat in polite company because she's a nice lady. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm certain that uh, Samia has probably had similar experiences to to me. But in this country, it's, you know, compounded by the fact that we still can't get over our original sin. And, you know, then we had a guy fomenting all that hatred. So... I, I looked at travel as an escape. It was my uh, way of getting around the rest of the world, not having to deal with racism. And, uh, you know, so for me, it was, you know, it, it was um, an eviction, it was a cure. So uh, and it also helped me deal with America. And when I got back here, because I was able to share my international experience with other people.
0: But it has really shaped you into the person that that you are today. And um, I just want to let our listeners know that your book can be had on Amazon. Uh, it's 7 to 10 Split, My Journey as America's Whitest Black Kid. What a metaphor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for those of you who don't know what 7-10 split was, I was a championship bowler as a, as a young man up and through my teenage years. And if you know anything about bowling, seven and the 7 pin and the 10 pin are the two farthest of pins apart on the lanes. Yeah. And so that's why I used it as a metaphor to kind of explain my childhood. So that's the explanation of 710 Split, if you wanted to know where the title came from. And I think the rest of the titles self-explanatory. So, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, let's get to our guest, because she is with us all the way from uh, Portugal. So we don't want to. Well, she's awake. She can stay with us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we get to bringing her on the show, though, um, You can catch our podcast, TripCast360, at our at slash on our website, TripCast360.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on every single platform imaginable, from uh, Spotify to uh, Amazon to Apple to Google. You name it, we're there. So go check us out. Invite your friends. Subscribe. Listen. Uh, and uh, just uh, have a good time with us. Uh, and Dave, we got some social media stuff going on. Why don't you tell them about it?
0: Yeah, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and please follow us, like us, messages, and tag us. And to begin receiving our newsletter, go to the website tripcast360.com and sign up. Just sign up. You know, there's lots of great information, including travel deals that you might want to consider.
1: Yep especially in this day and age when we're hopefully getting starting to at least get a handle on COVID. I'm, I'm certain it will uh, uh, continue to be with us for a while, but uh, at least I see light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. Certainly, <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> Same here. Johnson and Johnson is
1: about to get approved. So. Well, I invested in their stock about two weeks ago. They better <laughs> set my stock price up. <laughs> anyway, All right. we, we've kept our guests waiting long enough. Let's get her in here. Our guest today is Samia J, a a Tunisian-Italian woman who has lived in Italy, Croatia, and Malta, but now calls Portugal home. Samia began traveling at the age of two with her parents. For five years, she worked in an oil field company as a business development manager that allowed her to travel the world for work. She has traveled extensively throughout Europe, North Africa, Asia, and the U.S. One day, she decided to make travel and lifestyle her business, the birth of a true entrepreneur. I love it. Today, mm-hmm. she is the owner of a skincare line called, I, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this like blonde Skin. She's also a social media coach, empowering women to become their own boss, and the mother of a 14-year-old. We'll get, to, we'll get into that and more today, starting with life in Portugal. Samia, welcome.
2: Hi, hi. Thank you for for having me tonight. I'm really excited for this podcast. I'm already seeing that I'm in a good company. Uh, I'm
3: here <laughs> for the
2: smiles. I'm here for the knowledge. I'm here for the really I'm I'm honored. Thank you guys for this invitation.
0: Yeah, I've I've been reading more and more about people of color relocating to Portugal uh recently for for years now, prominent people have been moving to France. Uh, most famous James Baldwin re- relocated to France in 1948 in hopes that a new place and time away will help him finish his first novel. Uh, why did you decide to make that move to Portugal? Was it, was it the cost of living? Was it safety? Was it food? Was it the, the nice weather or none of the above?
2: I, I will tell you. Um, let's say I'm a I'm a free bird. That's I have to begin with this. Okay, I'm a wild uh, woman in 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 this area. While for me, I created for myself a system where I can travel the world and make money online. So uh, I was I I lived in Italy for 15 years, but uh, at a certain time, uh, it was those little drops of. Her, um, racist comments or the news or uh, uh, go back to your country kind of um, uh, of comments that uh, I had enough. After 15 years, I just had enough because I was Italian. I had my, my Italian passports. My son was Italian. But uh, one day he came back from school and he told me that some kids didn't want to play with him because uh, he was black. And uh, for me, it was okay. If it's for me, maybe I can uh, resist. I can say, okay, never mind. Uh, I can say this is ignorance. But when I saw my son uh, being touched, I said, no, this is not the life I want for my son. Then I moved to Malta because Malta was the, how we say, Still in the European Union. And when you have a European passport, you can go wherever you want, actually. okay. Now the UK, it's not our.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore.
2: (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) anymore. (laughs) We will need visas. But um, Mata was a small island. And I said, okay, I went there for summer, in summertime. And maybe this is the mistake I made. I went in summertime and it was all fiesta, all parties. It was amazing, like the beach, the food, perfect for me. So I went there and uh, the sad reality started to show uh, on wintertime. (laughs) (laughs) You know, an island, it's beautiful at summertime where, where there are tourists, there are beautiful weather, beautiful company parties and yada, yada, yada. But at winter, it was empty. I was uh, hardly uh, been able to, uh, to, to, to just travel, you know. Even if you want to travel with the car, you can't get the car and go because it will cost you just to go from Malta to, to Italy, to Sicily. It will cost you $400 for a weekend just, wow. just to take <laughs> the boat, okay? So it will be $1,000 if you want a nice weekend. So it was crazy. Then the second thing it was for my blonde skin uh, business. The logistics wasn't really helping. And just to tell you, Malta from um, from the 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 uh, north to the south of Malta, you can do it in thirty five minutes. You did oh, the country or smaller, <laughs> really small. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but at um, at after two years, I was like starting to. Starting to lose my motivation, my ambition, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't like it. So I started searching. I searched for Spain as well. It was in my radar. Uh, I wanted. Uh, there was an option to come back to Italy, but I said no. I don't want to come back. And one day, out of the blue, there were a fr- there was a friend of me, uh, of mine, told me, called me out of the blue, and she said, Samia, you need to move to Portugal. This is the place for you. She said, go. Don't even go to see how it is. Just pick your stuff and go. And uh, at that time, I didn't know the existence of Craigslist. I found a (laughs) home.
3: Craigslist.
2: (laughs) Now I know. (laughs) <laughs> I was scammed for two thousand euros. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they cloned a site uh, like Airbnb. I told myself I was in Airbnb. Okay, from Craigslist. So uh, I uh, they they contacted me like I'm the agent Airbnb agent. We will need um, three months in advance, two months in advance, plus the rent. So it was on March. Okay, I paid. At uh, July, I was calling <laughs> the, the number.
1: <laughs> and they were gone. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it was before four days, and it was July. And mind you, at that time, August, in Portugal, like, there is no way you will find a place to be. That No way. And even if you find it, you would find it for $2,000 or $3,000. It was crazy, insane. Like I was, I lost hope, you know. But that scam allowed me to go um, get in touch with a lady where I'm living now um, in front of the sea in the most beautiful city in Portugal. So that's it. I just took my stuff. Boom. I found myself in Portugal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I have I have read a lot, and I've seen a lot on television, depending on yes. what TV channel I watch, where there are a lot of expats who have moved to Portugal, and especially yes. expats of color, because yes. it, it appears from the outside looking in that the Portuguese people are very welcoming.
2: That's true. That's our reality. And I can tell you, I'm in love with the Portuguese culture. And the Portuguese mindset, comparing to all the, the countries around it in Europe. I've been in France, I've been in Belgium, I've been in Holland. Believe me, now when I go out of Portugal, maybe Spain a little bit still in the welcoming side. But let me tell you, if I go out, uh, I really feel it. Um, I, I like the smile. I, I like when someone serves me my. My dinner, they will smile at me. I want someone when I go to Zara to shop. They will not throw the bag at me. Like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had that in Holland. I was just
3: like,
2: what is this? You know, I I couldn't even stay for forty hours. It was uh, I need I need the, what we say in uh, Sp- Spanish the calor, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> of people and uh, uh, Portugal uh, it has that. It has that. Like I'm here. This is my third year, and I'm I'm still in love.
1: Nice. Especially
2: how they handled the COVID situation, uh, the organization. They were more uh, classy, classier mindset. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's.
0: (laughs) I read where you, I, I sorry, Michael. I read when you greet someone when you meet someone, and you greet them. You greet them with two kisses, one on the left and one on the right.
2: Yes. Yes, but this is even in the Arabic culture and we have four kisses.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> Man, y'all gonna wear my lips out. Jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes, we have, uh, I'm still having it. And when I um, I meet someone who's not uh, used to this, <laughs> they always... <laughs> don't I, have to get I,
1: I, I, I think it's just an excuse to kiss a pretty girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, you know, at the end but, of the day, yeah. it's like, okay, really? <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yes, it's still in here and and I like it. Now, this, this is what I'm missing is the human contact and hugging someone just like a, a complete stranger because we are having a moment. So I'm, I'm missing this. I'm really okay. missing this with what's going on in yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Now, t- tell us, you you hinted at where you live. Now, tell us where in Portugal you live.
2: I live in Cascais. This is the name. And I can tell you it's like the Portofino of Portugal. Okay, Ooh. if mm. I can say this. So it's really the classiest place, you know, with the yaks, with the, the marina. And so when you say to people Cascais, they they're they are impressed. It's it's a it's a place. It's a place. I'm and, on my
0: way. I'm on my yeah, way. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and actually, um, because the it was a kingdom before. So you have a lot of castles around Cascais and Sintra. So that's why I'm telling oh. you it's a, a, a high level, a, a higher level than other places, but all places are beautiful. But this is a special place.
1: <laughs> and how is your Portuguese?
2: How is Portuguese?
1: Now, how, how is, is you your Portuguese? Your, your Portuguese?
2: Oh, oh, yeah, no, it's terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know why? Because Portuguese... People put me in my comfort zone. So most of them, they speak English. And uh, the people who does, don't speak English, I speak with them Italian. It's Hi. similar. We Hi. have a lot of similarities. So I if I want to buy that bread, I will buy that bread. If they don't understand my Italian, I will start the sign thing. So I will get that bread. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or or they get four kisses on the cheek and they'll get it anyway.
2: Yes, I would get that bread too.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> have have you have you had a chance to travel around the country and, and see other yes. things other than where you live? And and yes. if so, what 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 would you recommend for some other hotspots to go visit?
2: I would say Porto. Porto is a, a another place that I really like. I really love, and a lot of expats they go to Porto. They prefer Porto than uh, Lisbon Uh, by the way I'm 30 to 30 minutes from Lisbon this is where Cascais just to to get you in the picture okay so uh, most of the people they like Porto me I like it just for a weekend uh, getaway but uh, I prefer Lisbon because it has everything really everything Uh, Porto is same but I prefer Lisbon more and um, what I love about portugal every city has its own charm it's completely different scenery everything the food everything and i would say the south if you want to uh, to enjoy the beach you want to enjoy those uh, you know crystal clear beach i would say algarve is the best place to be
1: wow okay uh uh, dave (laughs) plane
0: tickets Yes, that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, you said that uh you said that traveling benefited you in countless ways. You said traveling has humbled you. Yes. It's also helped you to become a more spiritual and confident person.
2: You know, uh, I I was born in um in a culture like I'm Tunisian. So when I was a little girl, even if we were traveling, my dad uh, was super protective. So I wasn't allowed to go out uh, in the neighborhood to play with the kids. I, I just watched it from the windows. Mm-hmm. But I could get all the luxury and the the, the the games or the toys in the world. But I was not allowed to go out. So that's created in me a certain fear. Uh, to deal with people so it, it was like that. When I started uh, like growing up I started traveling and traveling even solo uh, and I started seeing that the others they are not that bad you know it's there is nothing to, to be scared of you know yes I have to uh, to take my precautions but at the end I would maybe I would meet David or uh, Bennett in the airport, and I, we would start talking, you know, and we would start having conversation. And at at first, it was it was a bit difficult for me, but uh, the more the more travel, the more trips I take, the more people I meet. Still, it's, yeah. I need that. I I started needing this. Yeah. So uh, being open to complete strangers, being open to to deep conversations because you never know who you're going to meet in, in, in that journey and in that trip, you know? So, uh, I'm always, uh, I'm missing that because I didn't travel for a year now, but, uh, I'm always willing to, to get, uh, uh really familiar with the locals, just get, uh, um, to to understand the culture to understand the stories the monuments uh, so yeah and the guides are always my best friends
0: what if any misconceptions you might have had before you 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 literally came out um yeah. out of that bubble were there any misconceptions yeah. that you had
2: it, it it wasn't a misconception because i always thought that my my dad was wrong but he's always <laughs> like Guys are bad, you know? (laughs) Guys
1: are... A a dad would know those things. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Stay away from guys. They are bad things. They are problems. So uh, it was always like this. So when I started going out and someone will approach me, I would just like, you know, always have my my dad's voice. (laughs) Stay away from that.
0: (laughs) I think they just wanted to be kissed four times on the cheek.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yes, but uh, now I don't have really problems. Of course, I'm, uh, how we say, uh, I know what I'm doing at my age, 38 years old. I know what I'm doing, but uh, I, I'm i shell I'm more chill and relaxed. Right. And I enjoy talking with people. That's
1: yeah. it. <laughs> t- t- tell us a little bit about, you know, a lot of people go to Europe and we get all the different cuisines within the Within various countries, French are known for theirs, Italian are known for theirs, Spanish are known for theirs. Tell us a little bit about Portuguese cuisine.
2: 10 kilos more? This is what I got from Portuguese cuisine. <laughs> I got 10 <laughs> kilos more. And, <laughs> and um, every day I would say, tomorrow I will take the diet. I will start my diet. And it's, it's been like this for two years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Portuguese cuisine, and um, I, I would say I love the Italian, the Portuguese cuisine, and the Tunisian cuisine. This for me, yeah. The Belgian or the French, I don't know what is that, but <laughs>
3: the food, <laughs> the real
2: food. <laughs> Spanish as well. Spain, they have really great oh, tapas. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would say Portugal, they have sweets, uh, mostly made of uh, creams and eggs. So I can say th- they are sweet bombs, you
3: know? <laughs> <laughs> really.
2: And it's it's crazy. I remember when I uh, first came to Portugal, they have uh, a, a sweet, called it very famous, um, pastéis de nata, pastel de nata. It's um, very known. And there is a place in Portugal, in Lisbon. Uh, this is the name, Pastéis de Nata, the name in there. And people ca- used to come from all over the world to just to visit that pastry. you know, and they make the queue. I still remember when I, I, because I came like three years ago and it was on August, people were making the queue and the pullmans and the buses will stop there and just to have that sweet, Okay. And let's say I tried it. I fell in love with it. I, uh, when I, I first came, I needed to, to get a Portuguese driver lesson so I couldn't use my car. I had to call an Uber. She was a woman. And she told me, where do you want to go? I said, I want to go to that pastry. Okay. She said, okay. But I told her, I will buy and come back, just wait for me and I will bring you more pa- pastes. You know, I will bring you mm. sweets. And she said, This is the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> you know, I was addicted <laughs> to those sweets till I started really, I had to stop. <laughs>
3: <Right.
1: Wow. laughs>
2: so, wow. and wow. another thing about Portugal is the sardines. Guys, I don't know. Sardines, oh,
1: sardines. Ah, yeah, they have a fish business there.
2: <laughs> believe me you need to to come to portugal just to try the, the, the sardines okay. they are always on summertime if, from june till september okay and they used to do a party whole party every june of of the year with sardines so you go around all the people are dancing and you have a place where they sell beers a place where they sell sardines, they grill the sardines in front of you. Mm.
0: Everything seems to be bread. grilled.
2: Yeah, yes, they do. They do. So they put the sardines on a bread. You enjoy it. You walk. Then you stop by another place and you get your beer and your sardines. So it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I wish... Portuguese uh, tourism board are hearing this podcast, so they pay me for
1: I tell you what, we'll make sure they hear it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also understand, I did some reading where wine is a big deal in Portugal, too.
2: Yes. Yes. I think even, no, I won't say like Italy, it's every, I think Spain, Italy, and Portugal, they are in the same line. And as you said, uh, even olive oil—it's a big deal too. It's something. There is quality and the real one. Even with cheap bottles and wine, yes, they have wine and they have sangria. Boy. And there is a wine in Porto—a sweet wine. Really, I don't remember the name now, but it's something. They are—they go hard on the wine, and it's—it's it's really amazing. I'm not. A wine drinker a lot, mm-hmm. but I enjoy from time to time the Portuguese
1: wine. Hundred percent. Wow! Wow! wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've had a lot of guests on our show. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. I know we've had three that I can remember that were what we call digital nomads. Yeah. Okay. People who have started digital businesses and travel around the world. We have one friend of ours, Carrie, is in Copenhagen, and she set up shop there. She owns her own business. She does quite well, and, but she had lived in, um, what was it, Colombia for a while, Puerto Rico mm-hmm. for a while, and, uh, and I, I made the mistake of going to a place in Costa Rica that was remote, trying to do some work online, and they didn't have a signal. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, I guess my question to you is: How is the internet connection in, in Portugal considered natural business?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, and I I don't think I can call myself a digital nomad, but because I, I don't have this um, mindset to be shilled to be in Thailand for a, a month and to be in Colombia for another month, I know a lot of of people they do it but i need stability in life um i have a kid of 14 years old i don't see myself like uh, taking him from place to place even if i would love to but i can't do it so Mm. i need stability and again portugal they have a great seeing so whenever you want
1: (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) good good good
0: yeah um in one of the in in one of your images you're reading a book i think you're sitting on the bed you're reading a book and i i read where the oldest bookstore in the world is in lisbon <laughs> i That's i
2: found
0: true. i found that very e- e- extremely interesting
2: yeah it, it, it's um it's actually it's maybe it's that big so you can, only one person can enter that bookstore.
3: Oh, wow. oh, it so is small. It
2: like this, and you see the books here, here, that's it. And if you want, you have to to make the queue and to be in, on the line to, to be able to enter. So one person at a time. And uh, they have in LX Factory a, a big, beautiful bookstore. But the, the one you're talking about is uh, small, really Tiny, tiny tiny, and it's amazing. I've been there. it's, it's something.: it's Does anybody
1: something. know the name of that store?
2: I have to search um, I have to search yeah'll <laughs> we, we,
1: we'll, we'll look it up and put it in our show notes at yes, the end of the show. Please. yeah
0: is yes. it is it a tourist attraction? I mean I know, I know it's really small, but it's the oldest Is yes, it a tourist: it-
2: one Yes, I think I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken in Europe in whole Europe yes.
0: Yes. Is attract- it a tourist attraction? I mean, yes. is, is, is Portugal using it as a way to attract tourists?
2: Uh, yes, because people, they go there to take pictures because if it's the oldest bookstore in, in Europe. So, yes, so that uh, that's true. It's a tu- tu- touristic attraction, but not a lot of people, they know about it.
0: Well, well we are telling them now. Yeah, they'll know now. <laughs>
1: uh, that, that, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Before we dip into some of your businesses, tell us about the cost of living in, in Portugal. I'm I'm curious because, like I said, I've seen a lot of stories on television and I've read a lot where there are a lot of expats from around the world who mm-hmm. love Portugal. And they always tell us that the cost of living is really, for lack of a better word, inexpensive, especially compared to the United States. Uh,
2: for me, because I'm used to living in Italy, so I didn't really find the... Uh, a big difference may be uh, in, uh, on rentals, okay? okay? When renting may be uh, a good place, uh, uh, two rooms with a living room in Italy, it will be 500, 600, but here we are talking about the double, easy peasy.
1: That's still cheaper than us by a long shot.
2: <laughs> I, I I think so.
1: I think oh, so. Yeah, I know so.
2: <laughs> uh, you know better, <laughs>
1: you know better. <laughs>
2: but yes, that's true. So uh, for us here, uh, one thousand two hundred, for example, I have a view now. I'm talking to you. I have a view on the marina. So that's that's it's cheap. It, right. uh, because I know in New York you may have a tiny place with one one thousand dollars. So
0: yes, one one thousand, two yeah, thousand, three
2: thousand. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. My, my my son lives in an apartment overlooking the Pacific Ocean in California, and uh, his rent is three times what you just told me.
2: Whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, uh, I I see here that uh, we we basically talked about Portugal, the fact that you're from Tunisia, and we've talked a little bit about Italy and Malta. But your travel itinerary is rather extensive: Morocco, Libya, UAE, Qatar, France, Belgium, Holland, Italy, the UK, the US, Switzerland, wow. Algeria, Greece, Turkey, Germany, and Croatia. Is there some place you haven't been? <laughs> I can
2: say th- Thailand. I still because I'm I'm a solo traveler, okay. Mm. So I still have um something in my subconscious mind that is telling me not to go, okay. So, but I think now if they open the borders, I'm going because <laughs> okay. I i had to 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 do it. So I will go to Maldives. I will go to uh, Thailand. I will. Uh, All those places, uh, just like even Japan, I want to do Japan really, really, really Mm -hmm. bad. Uh, So, yes, I would definitely do Asia, just Asia.
1: Just Asia? I saw something where you also wanted to go to what, Cappadocia in Turkey?
2: I went there. I went there. I was featured on Essence uh, for that one. Uh, because they were searching in the hashtags uh, "Cappadocia" and they found me, and they wrote a whole article about me on that. So it was something. The Cappadocia, I will come back again, but maybe in winter time, because uh, I think they are different They're different sceneries, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So I tried it in summertime, but I want to come back in winter time.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Turkey is open. You don't have to wait. We've already got some friends who've been to Turkey, so we know it's ready for you.
3: Yes. And I, I saw
1: an article yesterday or the day before about Thailand. They're really hurting because of the COVID in terms of the amount of tourists that have yeah. not shown up, especially in the beach communities in the southern part of the country. But they are waiting for you, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, actually, I'm, um, I would tell you something uh, before. I thought I was a a, a maniac of traveling. If I don't travel once every two months, I might lose it. But let's say this situation taught me how to be patient and how not to. I I, I see a lot of my friends just like, no, I need to travel. I go to Mexico and all this stuff. But again, maybe my age helps me to just like, okay, deal with it. It's okay. You know, I'm grateful that I'm okay. I'm grateful that uh, my son is okay. I'm doing it for him. So. I don't need to party right now. You right. know, it's
0: going to wait.
2: <laughs> right. I will let people try the vaccines and
0: see. Let's talk about your business at this point. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Your blonde skin, skin care line. Am I yeah. am I? Oh, gee, I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, how, how did you get into to, to fashion? and Skincare. I see so many images of you. It's sure. almost that like you're. It's almost that like you're walking down the model runway. <laughs> um, where did you? How did you get into fashion and the whole skin line, skincare line?
2: Okay, I can say with fashion, it was something in me since I've, I was a little girl. So uh, my dad used to punish me because I was wearing weird clothes. All the time, so I would I would change the T-shirt idea and make it a skirt or something like that. So it was mm-hmm. something in me. I, I I love fashion, and for the skincare, it, it, it's it's the idea came from me. Not uh, I had um, uh, a lot of uh, skin skin problems, mm-hmm. and uh, I started using face masks. Okay, going on YouTube and going on Pinterest and go, getting those recipes. Still, I started really healing my skin with those face masks. So I I had this idea to launch uh, a whole um, a whole line of face masks uh, face masks. Now I'm uh, I'm working on uh, one with uh, cannabis face masks for men. <laughs>
3: Ooh, <laughs> so it wow. will
2: be really a huge thing for me. Uh, now I'm waiting just for things to get better on UK because uh, the lab is on UK. It's based in UK right now. But okay. I can't go back and forth to, to see and to test and to try uh, how the results and how it goes. So I will wait. For now, I'm more focused on, on coaching, my business coaching, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. So uh, So yes, into fashion, it's really me Uh, I think as black people, we want to show off. We have this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of truth to to that. (laughs) Yeah, we
2: want to be extra. That's sure. That's, you know, everything, you know. So I found my place uh, where I can exhibit my art on Instagram. So I said, okay, let's let's play. Let's do it, you know. (laughs) And it's crazy because if you see me, in the street <laughs> without my, my dresses and everything. I'm really looking like a homeless. <laughs> I can't no, no,
1: no, 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 I'm just glad you're coming up with a skincare line that fixes this, but <laughs> for, for, for those of you who can't see I'm pointing at my face. Um,
0: <laughs> Listen, Michael, I mean, I mean, she can probably get rid of pimples and blemishes. Yeah. But, but she I don't can, have those. Uh, but she can't make you handsome. Oh,
3: well, okay.
1: <laughs> the, the, the thing about it is I don't care. <laughs>
2: actually, I always see charm in every man, actually, especially the man who respects women. This is the charm. Nice,
0: I, nice. There, oh, there is no
2: handsome man without a good heart and uh, a respect a uh, respectful
1: behavior. So, yeah. So I true. <laughs> so, so true. That is so true. My mother would have loved you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just so before we get off on, on, uh, on to your other project, uh, your blonde skin line is spelled B L O N S K I N and it's blonde yeah. com. Where did you yeah. come up with the, I'm just curious, where did you come up with the name?
2: It it was my best friend coming with this name. I paid one guy to, to find a, a name for me. He was a website developer. And uh, in in my uh, in the other way I was looking for a name with him and he's just like blown, like blown away, you know. Ah. Like, hmm, okay, okay. Let's oh, so, da- so
1: Dave and I've been saying it long, it's blown, like blown skin
2: yeah something like that oh yes.
1: okay we've been and saying but but yeah. i mean when, when you look at it you say blonde skin i'm sitting there thinking like okay we got a black woman talking about blonde skin okay
2: you know <laughs> no, no, not
3: blonde <laughs> skin. I,
2: i'm blackity black black <laughs> i am i'm sorry but i am
1: no, no. Yeah. You, you seem to be doing quite well with the, this product line. You've had how long have you been in this business? That part of your business.
2: Okay, I've been now officially for two years. And um, th- the thing about this business is when you when you get into the website, you have like a quiz, a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So that questionnaire, you answer a few questions, at uh, and at the end it gives you wh- what is the best skincare for you what is the best face mask for you so it's uh, let's say it's a bit tailored to your needs okay so, uh, so it's something really cool because it makes people know about their skin and you uh, can advise them better than mm. they would choose for themselves
0: how how do you how It must be difficult, you know, your family person, your son's 14 years old. How how was it for you or actually for him doing all of that traveling that, yes, I see you're shaking your head, but uh, go right ahead.
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. For my son, most of the time I take take him with me. So uh, whenever he has a vacation, we boom. We we are out, you know. So uh, let's say now before it was difficult with him because he would just like wanna stay in the hotel uh, in the hotel room and all the stuff. But now he's enjoying it because I like it, he's he's getting used to it and he's really enjoying the changing uh, country to country and um, even moving from country to country. He thank God I was blessed. He wasn't too he misses his friend there is always this when he, we make uh, the move the,
0: the separation
2: yeah the separation but maybe he's like me in life he knows how to make new friends and life life goes on he's, he's really that kind of person too you,
1: you know what i can speak to that directly yes. um you know one of the things that Dave was alluding to at the top of the show was that I traveled a lot, especially as a child, because my father yeah. was a member of the United States Air Force.
2: Wow, okay.
1: And so I, every two or three years, we moved someplace else. Yes. And the most difficult move I ever had to make was after my sophomore year of high school, we moved to Colorado. I had spent four years in Florida and had all these friends. I had all these no, connections, okay. all these teachers, yes. all... Uh you know, we were all planning on going to college together
3: wow, and, then, okay. and
1: then I got uprooted. Mm-hmm. and it took me I was in Colorado, which is where we moved. To. It took me a year to just kind of settle in, and by that yeah. time I've got one year left of high school, and i, I, I honestly, I didn't care anymore. I just lost it um, because yeah. I had left everything that was familiar to me behind. But it taught me a lesson, just what you just said, it taught me how to adapt to different things yes when you're a little yes. kid you adapt easy when we moved to spain my, my parents told me i fell in with spanish culture like i i was born there
2: yes that's true and he is like this too he's speaking portuguese uh really now really fluently it's it's crazy he's adapting but as you said when you moved to colorado you were a bit older yeah so um uh, you will feel it and you stayed four years In Florida so and there is a big difference between Florida and Colorado I think yeah so uh, oh yeah uh, in the mindset and everything so yes but maybe with my son uh, it was moving to the better okay so uh, moving to Portugal was really uh, the best thing I did in my life for the only reason that here we don't feel like we are black I don't know if you understand this phrase
1: Oh, I understand it very well because I actually, oh. the school that I moved to in Colorado, I was the only Black person in it. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I go from a, a racially mixed school that half of us were Black to a school where I was it.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. So you, you understand. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> in Italy, it was this, uh or less, but uh, in Portugal, because there is a mixture of black people, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like you see a couple, like a white, uh a, a, a white man with a black woman and he, having their child and nobody is looking at them. Nobody is. Staring. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Believe me. And it's, it's amazing because in Italy, mm. oh, my God, they will take their phones and start taking pictures. of you. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: I, I actually told Dave a story. I will not mention these two celebrities names. One is a famous basketball player and one is a famous actor. I won't mention their names because I'm, I'm okay. not into doing that. But they went to Italy and uh, they kind of let it be known that uh, they were not treated too well either. Uh, yeah. even, even with their celebrity, because, first of all, most Italians didn't know who they were.
2: Yes, 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 and and actually, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but uh, with Oprah, it happened something like, like this in Italy, and she was like, Oprah, and she wanted to go into, I think, a story. I read I that. I, I, I
1: read that story.
2: Yeah, you've heard about it. She, she yeah. said it in her show, and <laughs> people were just like, she's Oprah, you know, and they, they started opening <laughs> the <laughs> phones, just like, come on, this is Oprah. <laughs> And it was just like, no, 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 absolutely not. She will not enter. <laughs> I, I,
1: I I did read that story. And I, I, my yes. ex-wife used to be one of Oprah's producers. So I'm thinking yes. maybe she told me, but yeah, I, I do know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yes, let's say for vacation, I would definitely go to uh, to Italy but because the touristic places, they are a way better. Mm-hmm. But let's say to leave there um, uh, after Portugal? I don't think so. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the Italians won't be calling us anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> if if I'm planning on a trip to Portugal, yes. what what are the what are some of the places and the exciting things that I should look forward to do to really enjoy and have a good uh, a, a good trip there?
2: I would say come to Lisbon, Lisbon has everything, all those, uh, you know, they have like um, uh, a food market where you stop by shop by shop and you can have pizza in this one, you can have grilled fish in this one, a grilled beef in this one, and you just like uh, choosing which one you want. So it's really amazing. Uh, Sintra, they have castles, uh, a very known, uh, the castle of Sintra, it's in yellow. Maybe you've seen it before. So that one is a must, a uh, must too. Uh, the marina of Cascais too is beautiful, really beautiful. Uh, what else? But actually, I tell you something. In In Portugal, just put yourself in Lisbon. And do your thing. It will take you. (laughs) It will take you by hand and you will just like, you will be fascinated. This is how how much I'm fascinated about Portugal. (laughs) It's full of monuments and uh, cultural places. So,
1: yeah. Nice, nice, nice. You also do solo traveling. As a woman being a solo traveler, what are some of the precautions you take as you're planning on these trips by yourself?
2: I go to luxuries hotels first. That's <laughs> the, the, hotel. that,
1: you're not the first person that said that, by the way, we had a young lady who has a website okay. called Dame traveler. She says she books at luxury hotels for that reason.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad I'm not the, the only weird person. But no, no, no,
1: Natasha goes to luxuries for that reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I hire a guide. So this is what I do.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, honestly, this is what I do. I hire a guide before I go. So maybe I can get it at uh, Get Your Guide or I go to Instagram and I see who has reviews and websites and a lot of things. And we do two things or a photographer. OK, so I go there and mostly a photographer will take me to the most beautiful places. And uh, if I want to be just me solo, I will take the hop on hop off uh, bus. Mm hmm. Okay. So like this, I'm, I'm see I'm doing the sightseeing. So I'm seeing everything. If I want to stop by, I will stop. But mostly I will, I will get a guide, hire someone from there. This is, this is my way. Okay. But I know that it's not fully a real solo traveling, but I'm alone. So it's a solo travel.
1: (laughs) You don't have to get permission from your (laughs) friends.
2: Yes. No,
0: no. Or from Dave. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
0: I love your accent. I've been to um I've been to <laughs> a few years ago I was in Martinique. Okay. And I had I had such a fantastic time. Of course, you know that it's French, of course.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I, I had such a fantastic time there, you know?
2: Yeah. But so um I have but an accent, a French accent as well. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. And you have, I'll, I'll tell you, you have
1: really sold Portugal to me. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Not so, yet. So just, <laughs> to, just to let you know, we need this, we need this. We, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: Michael is still resistant, but I, can, I think David is on.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I am on. I, 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 am on. on. I, I was actually looking at taking a riverboat cruise out of Lisbon that took me through parts of Europe. On, on a ris- I, I'm tired of the traditional cruise ships where you go out in the ocean. I don't want to do those anymore. I actually want to take yes. riverboat cruises like through Spain, uh, Portugal, uh, France, Europe, Germany, because there's a lot of those riverboat cruises that yes. uh, are and great.
2: thank you for mentioning this because uh, in a place near Porto, there is um, a river really not, uh, known and there are a lot of wineries in there. Uh, call it the Douro Valley, so okay. you have the the cruise really passing by till Italy, and it's really something. Never done it, but I will. Uh, it's something, it's and they give you the wine testing while, while uh, here, so when you are out of uh, the cruise, you're just, <laughs> you yeah, don't know I, where I, you
1: are. I, I, I'm gonna have to borrow money from Dave to be able to do that, but okay, oh, <laughs> hey, um. In the time we got left, tell us about your social media coaching. I see you're about to launch something called The Boss Lady and, and yeah. kind of tell us what that's about.
2: So when I started, uh, I, I was always with that outfit, you know, strong outfit and sunglasses. Uh, I actually, when I started doing it, it's because I was very shy. So the sunglasses will hide the, the shyness. And it started to be like a a brand, you know, when they see me, you see a woman with just like crazy dress and sunglasses, powerful posing, they say, this is Samia. And they started calling me the boss lady. It started just repeating itself. Repeating, It's crazy. And I won't won't lie. I enjoyed the the title, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I started this coaching thing and, um, given this powerful message i'm not a soft coach uh, i don't sugarcoat my uh, my clients so uh, they started talking about it how i'm very uh, i get people the motivation and get uh, uh, and get back their mojo in a very strong way so uh, it's i started creating a lot of women who took my coaching session and started to get into the movement of uh, queens fixing fixing crowns okay so whenever I have a new um a new client or a new student I will do the shout out and everyone will follow her till we started really supporting each other's and doing shout outs for each other's and they were glad to be in a community that I created where we talk money and we enjoy traveling and we enjoy our sexiness, if <laughs> you want to say. This is the boss lady, actually. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah you, you know, when I first saw Boss Lady, I don't know. Dave, do you remember this? Remember uh, Steve Harvey used to yeah. have a, a, a TV, a, com- uh, a comedy show? And um, the, the one character on the show used to always call her boss, who was Wendy Ricardo Robinson. Hey, boss lady! You know, and I, when I saw that, it's <laughs> <that's> the first <laughs> thing that popped into <laughs> my head. <laughs>
0: How can folks sign up for your online courses, the Boss Lady online courses?
2: Yeah, I have uh, a website. Uh, it's called www.samiaj.com. So uh, people can see the master classes. Actually, what is what is good in my master is not to brag or anything, but uh, I offer not only the e-books like a PDF guide, just step by step. How to make money, how to grow on Instagram. But actually, I make with them a one on one coaching session because uh, there is no such thing like a course fits all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Okay. We are all different. We have different skills, different, um, different goals, different, um, you know, passions. So. Uh, what, uh, when people get into this master class, they have tailored plan, like we brainstorm ideas, how to get into the digital world, because now it's all digital. It's all affiliate yeah. marketing, bitcoins, forex. Uh, and people want to learn. There is no, I made really more money on this. Uh, I, I can say it even if it's unfortunate, but I made money because a lot of people are home. And they want to learn how to make money online because the nine-to-five jobs are not a guarantee no more. And this is the new world. That's it. This is the new world.
0: And, and these classes... Told, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no. As, and as I told you, like uh, 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 you said, Michael has a, a book on Amazon, if I heard well.
0: Yes. He's,
2: yes, he, he's, let me see it. I will, I will check it out. I will check it out. Okay.
1: <laughs> that, that, little, that, that, little, that little guy is me.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will check it out on Amazon tonight. But yes, but this is the thing, and this is the, the most beautiful thing. You create the book one time, and you can sell it 100, 200 to 1,000 times. Right. Making money while you sleep. This is, this is for me, a sweet spot. <laughs>
0: And your online courses, the Boss Lady online courses are obviously for females only. I don't know. Okay. I'm coaching
2: kings. Actually, it started the Boss Lady Society because I have more queens than kings. But let's say I'm I'm coaching kings too because it's the same thing. Affiliate marketing, like a woman can, can do it and a man can do it, you know. And yeah. again... Uh, when i do the one-on-one coaching you just tell me your skills your passion and boom i have the vision for you it's 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 amazing it's impressive even for me because i love to do it and i just like start to tell them okay create the ebook create the guide nine nine ninety nine dollars then you do funnels then you do webinars so it's 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 for everybody <laughs> yeah.
1: So in the limited time we got left, what's next for you? I also saw, in addition to Cappadocia, I think Greece and Cuba are are on your travel itinerary.
2: Yes, Cuba, I will tell you. And I hope this situation will end soon (laughs) because my dream If I go to Cuba to go to those local Cuban, you know, Cuban places where you dance with a complete stranger and a cigar and all this stuff. It's a fantasy of mine. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) one day. (laughs) But yes, I'm I'm more about the the deep black culture.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm about um, uh, getting that black magic thing. It's fascinating. It fascinates
1: me. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and as you travel around the world, I think you'll notice a lot of commonalities, even though you're from Tunisia, obviously Cuba's Cuba, and the ones who are here. You start to see that yeah. common thread, even though you may yeah. not recognize it. Dave's from Barbados.
2: Yes, that's true. That's true. Yes, and, yes, and, I'm um, from the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, you see? And it's beautiful, you know why? Because we, I think we are the, the only uh, race that has this power. They don't care if I'm Tunisian or from Barbados or from Colorado or Miami or whatever. We call ourselves brothers and sisters. We don't even care where we came from. And this is powerful. This this is power.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, uh, something that binds us together that can't be broken.
2: Yes, that's true. But my mom will kill me because she's
1: blonde.
2: (laughs) 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 Before I close
3: this,
1: Tell mom we love her too. Yes, we love her too. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you this: this
0: has been so much fun. I can't believe that it's over an hour
3: because yes, we're having so is, much
0: fun.
2: It is, yes, and and it's, you told me to bring the fun. I think I, I yes. hope I didn't disappoint.
0: <laughs> oh no, you did not, well. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I'll tell you the good thing about it is it's not just only fun, but it's also informative. Yes. You know, it's very it's spiritual and it's informative, and we yes. really, really, really enjoy having you. Thank
2: you, you. Me, me too, and thank you for letting me tell my story because it's, it's really. I, I'm, I'm trying to give a place to a lot of uh, beautiful young uh, kids, young little girls, to give them possibilities. I, I want to really represent an idea, I want to represent possibilities that we can be. Women, beautiful, sexy, but respectful. And yeah. you will never be respectful in this society if you don't have your own bag, your own money, your own financial freedom, because money is energy and people respect you for it. So I, I really want to touch a lot of people through your, your podcast because it's very important.
1: Well, 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 certainly. Thank you. Well said uh again we have been speaking with samia jay she's in portugal where it's midnight now she has stayed up late to talk to us just us forget the fact that oh, she works God. late at night anyway
2: anything for you guys
1: <laughs> just anything for us and, and uh samia uh i hope you'll come back sometime and uh spend some more time with us we we got lots of questions to ask especially uh, once you're able to hit the road again and and you're able to travel and and see things and uh, uh, experience it, because I think, and Dave can disagree with me or not, but I think you see things through a different lens than the traditional traveler because you're that, immersed in culture. Too many yes. people travel and they just go see the tourist destinations and go home.
2: Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I uh, Full immersion. I, I really like to, to get lost in the culture.
1: <laughs> well, well, good, good, good. <laughs> Uh, Again, we've been speaking with Samia J. And on behalf of my main man, Dave Cumberbatch, this is Michael Gordon Bennett. We'll see you next time on TripCast 360.